Alright. Good evening, everybody. It's good to have you on tonight. So, I hope the uh, hope the weekend was a good one for you. It was a short weekend, of course, because we were here live on Saturday night. And we're back on a Monday. It's the 26th of February. It's a long February. We have three more days of it. On Friday is the 1st of March, and away we go. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. A lot happening in the world, a lot happening in life. And of course, the um, all the or all the normal things to be excited about as we flip pages on the calendar. I rather enjoy Easter more and more every year, and um, and we're getting close to that. And tonight, I've got a little bit of a I've got a little bit of a treat for you guys. A topic, a call-in topic that I really hope uh, excites people and gets them to to, uh, to partake because there is a, there's a lot there that can be done with this one. We're we'll gonna be talking about brotherhood, fellowships, any 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 kind of relationship you know you can rely on when the going gets tough and you've got to make the trek, the quest of a lifetime. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. I was gonna have Nick Shirley on tonight for a little bit of an update from the uh, the, the migrant crisis end of things. He has a very unique perspective, but he's actually traveling. He's um, en route right now to somewhere in the San Diego area because he's being called over to uh, to to report on something pretty big. And he's been doing great things. You remember Nick, the uh, the young citizen journalist that joined us about a month ago or so, and um, since he was on with us he was picked up for a spot with jesse waters on fox and uh he continues to get these really interesting interviews the infuriating interviews infuriating interviews with these um with these illegal aliens that are coming in and and uh, just talking about how they're being pampered how they're being subsidized how long it's been going on and what they're being given. Everything from the food, the shelter, the clothing, the insurance. I mean, everything that we bust our asses to try to get and still can't afford um, in many in many respects. Uh, but it's even more than that. Now we're getting into questions about, hey, who would you vote for? And it's all the obvious. You know, not going to bite the hand that feeds us for now because there's something to feed us with. Um, but Nick is going to be on with us, I think, Thursday night. For a short segment, and perhaps we'll be able to see what he's he's pursuing right now, where he's going, where he's at, what he's doing, and that should be good. So um, I have a little bit of news to fill up the time that he was going to be on, and then we're going to open up the lines for some for some good stuff. I really want to talk about some. I want to dig into your guys' lives a little bit and learn a little bit. This will be a fun one. And then we have some great topics coming up soon. I just want to remind you guys to get to quitefrankly.tv and hit up the forum because at the top of the forum, we've got six degrees of separation that's building right now. We've got nine responses already. Uh, insane side quests. 17 responses. I even got this circulating on Twitter and elsewhere. This one, I really can't wait for. Um, this is another good one. That meme, when your dad picks you up from school instead of your mom and you knew that you were about to go on an insane side quest. So tell me about a time that your father, an uncle, or any wild card figure in your life showed up at school or anywhere else unexpected 
and took you on a random quest which became a core memory. So by all means, jump into that. That's going to be another wonderful night of talk. And I have a couple of follow-ups on Friday night show. Friday night show, talking about the greatest gifts we ever inherited. That was that was a really that was a really awesome one. Well, I have a couple of follow-ups on that too. So we'll get to that in due time. Thank you so much to my sponsors for being on with me tonight. Chief among them, Blue Monster Prep. It's another week, another week of planning uh, and trying to just mitigate all the things coming our way that we can see and that we're just sensing somewhere in the distance behind a gl the gloom of the, the distance. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much to Blue Monster Prep for being that, uh, that rock. That rock for a lot of people who uh, don't know where to start planning for the unexpected. Well, BlueMonsterPrep.com is a place where you can start planning for the unexpected. A little goes a long way. And, uh, and that little bit of peace of mind really does a lot. Okay. How did you like the Saturday night show, by the way? John Ward in studio. We just released a behind-the-scenes picture on the, quite frankly, Instagram, along with a couple of clips that we've been I've been able to churn out now. I've been working with some tools. Been working with some AI tools. And man, oh man. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what the output is like soon. Very, very soon. Because I was already swimming in content today that otherwise it, uh, usually takes weeks to produce. So I am uh, I'm looking forward to that. But I would love to hear what you guys and gals thought about Saturday Night Show. You can call in at any time tonight to just rattle that off, some thoughts about that. Because we were only able to take a couple of callers on Saturday. I wish we could have done more. But uh, it, the, the, the conversation in the room was just so rich. You know, we, had seen, we hadn't seen uh, John in so long. So I had to get the Exodus story. I had to get that on, on, and I think we, uh, I think we got a good, a good one, good one in. All right, all right. On to the grab bag we go. First one up is from Yahoo News. Zelensky says that thirty-one thousand Ukrainian soldiers, thirty-one thousand Ukrainian soldiers have been killed since Russia invaded. Uh, <laughs> no. President Zelensky said on Sunday that 31,000 Ukrainians have been killed since Russia's full-scale invasion two years ago. It's not a full-scale invasion by any means. Full-scale invasion? There would be no Ukraine left. It would, there would have been no Ukraine left about a year and a half ago. But, of course, the um, act as if. Zelensky told a news conference in Kiev that he could not disclose the number of wounded because it would help Russian military planning. Uh, 31,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed this war, not 300,000, not 150,000. The uh, president, uh, President Putin is lying there. Oh, we didn't get that from President Putin. We we're getting that from, you remember the leaker? The, 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 we, we even had this, we even had this confirmed by that leaker. You remember the, the, the kid, the young kid that they arrested up in New, New Hampshire? I think it was actually last April. It was around around Palm Sunday last year that that kid was uh, was arrested, and uh, it pretty much outed that they have been lying about the entire thing from the beginning, about the chances of winning, about what's going on there, about the ratio of dead Ukrainians to dead Russians. So, I mean, this is just bad lying. This is just bad lying because his chief sponsors have already 
had their skirts blown up. Really bad, really bad lying. Ukraine has not put a number on its military losses uh, since the end of 2022, when President uh, presidential aide Mikhailo Podolyak said 13,000 Ukrainian soldiers have been killed since the invasion. Oh, it's all nonsense. So uh, this this guy still has some kind of some kind of value because he's still alive, and I guess the cocaine continues to flow. Here's another one. Lord Jacob Rothschild is dead at 87. Financier member of the Rothschild banking family, Lord Jacob Rothschild, died at 87. The cause of death was not given in a statement from the family. Quote, our father Jacob was a towering presence in many people's lives. Yeah, seen or unseen. A superbly accomplished financier, a champion of the arts and culture, a devoted public servant, a passionate supporter of incest. A, of charitable causes, I should say. Charitable causes in Israel and Jewish culture. Well, there would be no Israel without the Rothschilds. Um, a keen environmentalist and much-loved friend, father, and grandfather, the family said in the statement. The statement continued, he will be buried in accordance with Jewish custom in a small family ceremony, uh, and there will be a memorial at a later date to celebrate his life. Lord Rothschild began his career at the family-owned N.M. Rothschild & Sons Bank in 1963. In 1980, he departed from the family bank to focus on Rothschild Investment Trust. This subsidiary, currently recognized as RIT Capital Partners PLC, ranks among the most prominent investment trusts in the U.K. I mean, they were pretty much the, uh, the, uh, the bank out there for however long, if not still today. But what I thought was really interesting, because just like with Henry Kissinger or any of those old timers, you say, oh, the witch is dead. No, no. In fact, I reached out to Leo Zagami just to, to ask him if he had anything published on this yet, because I was I would love to have slipped it in today or maybe on Thursday. Who knows? It still happened. But uh, even he said, you know, he, he got back to me and he said, well, the thing with, with people like with like uh, Jacob Rothschild is that, you know, there's always an heir that's picked out there. And none of these people as individuals leaving this earth, or at least that being the story, just leaving the public eye is ever the, the end of whatever the operation is, be it legitimate or otherwise. So, um, like I said, what I thought was rather interesting was in New York today, although this is not uh, not too crazy, but in New York today, there was a nice, uh, a nice tiny, cozy little co- march of communists in Brooklyn. Here they are. Disclose.tv had the had the media put out there. Where the hell is it? Here we go. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Wait one second. Let me get this up. Boom, boom. And here we go. Did you hear that? That they screwed up the chant. Listen to this: these these unwashed neckbeard losers in Brooklyn, absolute losers. Take a listen to these malnourished freaks. Uh, there, the chant is very easy. There is only one solution: communist revolution. 
Now listen to this next uh, roll call or whatever the hell it is. This next round. This next verse. This next stanza. <laughs> they went right into communist revolution. Like they don't even get the idea of, you know, of, of, of call and response, you know, a responsorial psalm. I mean, they had, it's, it's just incredible. These are people that it's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. These twerps. Look at these poser twerps. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. We actually have a fedora. We actually. We actually have a fedora and a scarf right there. Oh, it's the meme. The memes come to life. Look at that. My, my, my. So um, anyway, uh, any semi-conscious person would know. Uh, all they would need to know to start rethinking 20th century history would be watching these communist rallies, these comfy, cozy little rallies, unwashed neckbeard losers who are just made comfortable aligning themselves with the, the that same brand of bolshevism bolshevism that led to the murder of hundreds of millions of people ethnic cleansing galore would have made hitler blush of course it also inspired the ascendancy of people like hitler um but that uh, that, that this is fine this is okay Nobody's going to bat an eye at this because it's it's not a Nazi. It's far worse than Nazis ever were. Far worse. But um, you know, but like I said, the reason why I think it's kind of it's kind of um apropos is because Bolshevism was prepared, funded, and trained. They actually trained these thugs in the early 20th century on the streets of New York. Okay? That's exactly where this all was because they had Rothschild affiliated banksters, bankers like Jacob Schiff, Kuhn and Loeb. They were all out there training and funding the Bolsheviks on the streets of New York. And then they sent them off back into Europe with about $24 million worth of gold to go destroy Russia and kill a lot of innocent people and, um, and uh, I don't know, tear apart and subvert the culture of many many other traditional societies afterwards and and here we are here we are so it's actually almost like a a, a pre-funeral procession for jacob rothschild to have these um these unwashed losers out there in the street of new york um family legacy kind of thing oh and in election 24 news trump won nikki haley's home state of south carolina by like 20 points as if you thought it was going to go any other way, but leave it to the news media to say that 20-point win in a primary is a disaster for Trump. So that that's just what it is. That's just He could win by 60. It's a disaster. It's a disaster why this is a demographic collapse. So if you're, if you're following that story, then I'm sure that has been very, I don't know, kind of boring so that that'll that'll push on for a little while longer and then we can forget about the whole thing hopefully all right let's get started shall we because i want to start to uh, set the table for you guys and gals to call in and to really take the show over that's all i want that's all i want tonight we will be right back
You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! All right. All right. Taking it easy now. Taking it easy. Coming in for a landing on a Monday night. That's right. I reviewed some of our threads that were open. Um, the six degrees of separation I have not put. I, I didn't remind you guys about yet, but that's another one. That's out there on the quite frankly TV forum six degrees of separation. Are you related to anybody? Can you draw a direct line? To a famous person Or somebody a, a person of prominence. Are you a direct? Are you related to Lord Rothschild? Let, let me know about it. Do you have a, a, a president in your life? Do you have an actor an actress a, a famous brain surgeon an inventor a, a, a mobster uh, a serial killer, anything. I want to know about it. I loved last year, or two years ago when we did that, we learned about somebody had a pirate in the family down in the Gulf, somewhere around Louisiana. We had a, we have a, somebody out there who is related to a pirate. I forget what pirate it was, but uh, that's pretty badass. Badass. That's that. All right, so here's what I have. A little bit of a follow-up on Friday night's show with the greatest gifts ever uh, ever inherited. I guess before that, I should just say a reminder. This Friday, March 1st, we are going to be raffling off a few things. So anybody that sends in Super Chats to quite frankly superchat.com because that's how we do our universal Super Chats. Um, I'm, I'm giving away three separate prizes. The number one prize, the first one is my copy of Lucifer's Hammer that we just read for book club in January. The second place prize is M Matt's notes on the emergency alert system text messages that he would send out. So I asked, I asked back, uh, I don't know, however, however many months ago, I said, if we had, if you had the control over the emergency text message system that you can send out a text message to the entire country what would you send the entire country i actually that's another thing we should go back to that's a that's hilarious that's hilarious um i think so, I, one of my favorite ones was i think matt at some point somebody's just said i'm gay can you imagine getting a getting a text message from the united states government and it just says i'm gay it would actually make perfect sense but uh, here, here, here's an example of one of Matt's 
national service alerts that he would send. Effective forthwithly, Donald Trump will be reinserted as president of thy United States. Former Vice President Biden shall be inserted into a house for thy feeble-minded. Thy. Uh, number two, he would send out a tsunami warning. Tsunami warning, entire eastern seaboard, and thy Gulf of Mexico, massive land whale oceans itself causing the forthcoming disaster before oceaning itself onlookers heard stacy abrams screaming something about a rigged election before jumping into the bay from a local pier that's that there's more there's more over here military tribunals <laughs> military tribunals to begin so um that this is the second place prize and then, of course, the third place prize is the Yale Journal of Biology and Medicine notes that Jay Gulanello had printed out. He has some writing in here, too. This is everything that he collected about George Washington's death, his medical care, the bleeding, how he pretty much was sapped of most of his blood. And that's what it is. So on Friday, I'm going to draw three names, just letting you know. So you have a much higher chance, three times higher chance of winning this time around. And um, and yeah, there you have it. So how did you like the Saturday night show? You can call in or super chat about that. And then we have this. The best thing you ever inherited show was superb in my opinion. And the violin, everybody remember the violin caller? We had a caller whose family whose family was, she, I think, they think she said that they had family in Germany in the 20th century that were trying to come over here to the United States, and some of them were, uh, were able to get approved and actually make the trek. Others were not allowed to come in. I don't know if it's, it was during the war or what the hell was going on, but what they would do, she said, was they would send their belongings ahead of them. And if they got to the United States, they were reunited with them, and if they never got to the United States, they, that's it. Uh, the caller's family would just keep the stuff because there's nothing to do with it. Couldn't ship it back, whatever. One of the families from Germany that never was reunited with the stuff that they had sent ahead, they had sent ahead a violin that was created in, I think it was constructed in 1830. That's what the marking on the back said. And the violin maker was Giuseppe Dallaggio. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, the caller said that she had this thing appraised for $8,000. Well, Gilded and a few other audience, there's a, a few people in the Gilded and a couple other audience members out there who had gotten in touch with me after the show and said, I think that whoever gave her that appraisal was trying to swindle her out of a major piece of musical equipment because I was given appraisals by the audience that was no less than $80,000. And that the auction record for this particular violin maker was $102,522 in July of 2004 for a viola, not for a violin. So in six years, she's got a 200-year-old violin that's got some serious history attached to it, and we got to hear it sing. The dog didn't like it, but we got to hear it sing. So that was nice. Another thing I have for you is this. On the screen right here, 
is the carrying case for our other caller, Jeremy. Or he wasn't a caller. He actually had his his story added to the the thread. Jeremy talked about a ventriloquist doll that his father had made and that he inherited. And his father his father made, I guess it was a likeness of himself, and he would uh, you know, he would he would joke around with people, stewardesses, whatever. And uh, it even had a detachable penis. Uh, There's no shot of the penis in this. Don't worry. But this is the case. And I have a picture of the doll. There he is. There, There's Jeremy's father or grandfather. I forget. There he is. Brown suit. You know. Sitting up. Oh, it's got, got a pocket watch and everything. Well, this is superb. And look at those boots. So there you have it. There is uh, just a little bit of a follow-up for you all because those kinds of things, those stories, they need something to go along with it sometimes. But um, but here, here's what I really want to talk about tonight. And it's time for you guys to sit around and really think and call in because this is not going to fly without you. In fact, I'm going to put the hotline number. It's the Ride or Die hotline, 914-369-1236. What is this all about? The Ride or Die Hotline. So I was watching Lord of the Rings, as you all know. I watched it for the first time in quite a few years. And um, I had it on just because I said, what the hell? I put, a, I put the fellowship on. And Aurora was wondering what I was watching. Because um, I had put a couple of minutes on in the middle of one of her naps. I was just eating a little bit of lunch. I had a little bit of a break from all the writing for the show that night. She sat down with me and she wanted to keep watching. She loved it. Three years old. She's asking questions. The orcs didn't scare her. She's wondering what's what's wrong with them and all that stuff. And uh, you know, but I but I told her that oh, they're just actors too and all that stuff. They're, they're like the little trolls that follow Maleficent around in Sleeping Beauty, stuff like that. They're kind of goofy, aren't they? Yeah, they're strange. She says. So I went and I you know I actually went and I pulled up a YouTube video of the orc, one of the actors or so, uh, one of the orc actors getting the makeup being put on so she can see that these are, you know, regular, good-looking, normal guys. Anyway, so she loved it, and she kept asking for more. And over the course of three or four days, we watched The Two Towers, and we finally, over this, the past, this past weekend, finished uh, Return of the King. And she watched everything. I mean, she would take little breaks to run around and pretend that she had the, she had a ring. Then we had to get into sword fights. We had to get into sword fights. Uh, I have to try to take the ring away from her. Then she tries to take my wedding ring. She gets that off. I have to chase her. Then we have another sword fight. The sword fights were with wiffle ball bats. And uh, and I loved I loved this this last week of doing that with her because um, a lot of those fights would happen outside in like the backyard too. Like if we would just take breaks, go outside, get some fresh air. I would grill our steaks and or something like that, and and uh, and a lot of our a lot of our battles, you know, her yelling at me, you can't have the ring, stuff like that. That would all be on the ring cams and stuff like that. So when I would be laying in bed before I go to sleep, I would actually pull up my ring cam app and I would go back go back through time and just watch us have a uh, a sword fight again. It's like I was watching a movie. And she's so into it, and she stabs me, takes the wiffle ball bat, and she slips it right between my uh, <laughs> my rib cage and my, 
in my uh, my bicep. Then I oh, we went down. Oh, she she's had a blast. Anyway, she doesn't understand all the nuances, but she understands a few things. She knew who the bad guys were, and she knew that the ring was making everybody crazy, and it had to be destroyed in the hot lava at Mount Doom. But the one thing that I really stressed about the whole thing, because she was asking about, you know, you know, what's going on here. The one thing I really stressed is friendship. The, the, these are the, the way that people sacrifice for each other. The friendships are incredible. The message is about friendship and and brotherhood. And I mean, just it's just fellowship in, in general, because there's a lot of really strong, amazing female heroes in this, too. But um, but still, especially the story, specifically Frodo and Sam, and I really, really gave her that to 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 chew on the whole idea of friendship and loyalty. So I said, you know, this is this is going to be a perfect call. This is going to be a perfect call in topic for tonight. I want to set this up with everybody, and I wanted to pull, put this on you guys and gals. Who in your life, I'm putting the hotline up, and we're going for it, because it's going to be two parts, and uh, you can take whatever part or both. Who in your life, who are the people that you know would make that trek with you to the end of the earth? No matter how tiring, dangerous, whatever the hell it is, they would not disappear in your time of need. You've got to go bring that ring into Mordor. You've got to go and brave it all. You can lose your life along the way, but it needs to be done. Who is your ride or die? It doesn't have to be one person because obviously Frodo didn't have just one person, but he did have Sam above all. But um, who who is that person that if you had to make that trek, you know, uh, who, who would it be? Now, it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be spouses. Any, I, I just think about friends. I'm talking about friends, people that you knew, that person I can, I can count on. Obviously, your wife or your husband, that's a, that, that's a, that's an, a bond in itself. But I'm, I'm focusing in on a little bit more friends, just friends. Um, that's what I would like to start off with. And then the other thing is, have you had that quest? What is that? Did you actually need to call in that favor? Did you go on that kind of a quest where you had to do something extraordinary, dangerous, whatever the hell it was, but it was timely and you had no choice. It had to be done. What the hell was it if you had that thing happen? So I want you to call in about this because I think it's going to be something worth uh, worth remembering. That's 914 that's where we're going tonight. I know that there's a lot in that audience, and it's going to be uh, really dependent upon you to bring that up. Because other than that, I have other stories. I have stories that I have ready to, to, to bring up as well. Stories that are kind of on the opposite side of brotherhood. Some really weird attempts to actually sabotage a brother. I have that one over here, too. Because, of course, sabotage and betrayal can be a part of all those stories and actually bring a, bring a little bit more a little bit more stress to the situation. But we'll do that in a little bit because we have our, our people calling in right now. 541, you're on the air. You're on the ride or die hotline. What do you got for us? What I got for you is my best friend David, who I've been friends with since 95. Uh, 
obviously Wes would ride and die. But my best friend David has shown up at every uh, car accident that I've had. He helped me through uh, shoulder replacement surgery, two shoulders, two hips. And I know that he would be the guy that would ride or die. He is like the guy that I can count on. I can phone my best friend David and just go help. And he's there. We have traveled extensively through all throughout Europe. He's just he's he's my best friend and other than Wes, the most the guy that I could count on, definitely. That's incredible. So and, and this is a one of those friendships where even if you don't see each other for a, a little while, it, it it doesn't it doesn't matter. There is just the, the bat signal goes up, and it's like it never there was never a pause. Oh, never, never. I mean, we dated back in '95, but it didn't work out, so we just became best friends, and we've been best friends ever since. And he's best friends with uh, Wes, and is just the guy. I mean, you know, I went out with this other guy for a while after I went out with David, and we were at this resort, and this other guy that was uh, a pain in the ass, to put it lightly, happened to show up there, and David protected me from him. I mean, he's just the guy. Well, that's great. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so so much for sharing about David tonight. I like hearing about that. Okay. And thank All you right. Thanks, Frank. You thank got you. it. You got it. Thank you for kicking this one off. Thank you for kicking this one off. That's what I want to hear about. That's what I want to hear about. I want to hear the most outrageous stories. We've got uh, a good amount of people watching, so I know that the stories are out there. It's just a matter of someone picking up the phone and calling it in. That is literally it. Okay. Uh, you know, for me, for me, uh, it's definitely, I know my brother, I know my brother Anthony would be there no matter what. I know that he would, he would definitely be there. I would definitely be there for him no matter what. But I've got that, uh, I've got that kind of loyalty for a lot of people in my life too. So I, I don't know how it is, how it is. There's a few others too. Pretty sure Matt would be there. Pretty sure Mike would be there. Um, not counting, of course, Lauren. Or the baby. The baby would be there. The baby. She's like five feet tall now. It's incredible. Uh, Ride or Die Hotline is 914-369-1236. And then, of course, the all-purpose hotline is 914-200-0269. If you have a a very special uh, Jacob Rothschild memory that you'd like to share, that is, of course, completely okay tonight. It's 733. That is what is setting the table when we come back. I will be here taking your calls. Don't go anywhere. They call him Samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. Are you Fujiyama? What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Howdy, friend. You looking for a message board? Go to quitefrankly.tv and enter the forum. Engage with official show topic threads or start your own thread. Get signed up. It's that easy. And it's not Reddit, so don't sweat it. For the forum and then so much more, it's quite frankly .tv. Yeehaw. Okay, let's take another call. Here we go. 937, you're on the air. Go right ahead. 
Hey, nine, hello? hello, 937. Yes, um, am I on? Oh, yes, you're on with me. Who's this? Uh, my name is Nikki. Welcome, Nikki. First time caller. Thank you. Um, my ride or die is definitely my sister, Laura. We um, grew up together so close. We're, we're both one of 11 kids, obviously. Wow. So you had to pick somebody that you wanted to be a friend with and then did everything together. Well, I was going to, I have to imagine, I, this usually comes up whenever I talk to somebody that comes from such a large household. Um, do you, you have some siblings that are just kind of like, uh, feel like distant cousins to you and you never really got to know? Or, or no, actually, you know that, more. actually, not at all. Really, we, we get together. The siblings and I, we get together almost every weekend. We all live within like twenty minutes of each other. That's Some tremendous. Some of us are five minutes apart. That's awesome. Very close family. Yeah, and our parents are still alive. My dad's ninety, and my mom is eighty-seven. That is so awesome. Now, now I'm going to let you get back to your story, of course, but I'm just trying to think about all the attention that I have had reserved solely for my one brother, split among nine others, and and that <laughs> it is, multiplies, Frank. It I, multiplies. I know. It, it, I'm just trying to get put myself in your shoes for a moment. It, that's just really fascinating, and that sounds great. Okay, I'm sorry. So you and your sister, that's your ride or die. Tell me about your Lord of the Rings quest quest with her. <laughs> Well, it wasn't exactly a quest. Well, we had lots of quests. Well, one time I had to go with her because she was really interested in this guy who ended up being her husband. And she said, Nikki, you have to come with me. Go, go with me with him because I don't want to ride alone with him and his friend. So I don't know what kind of car this was, but I had to basically sit on the stick shift the whole way there and back. So that's the kind of love i have for that's uh so that worked out for though <laughs> yeah yeah at least at least you had that at least you had that i mean uh, so that was about a ride or die situation no but the the one time i can really remember that i didn't even have to talk um one of my little girls um had an accident where something fell on her and she started getting a big bump kind of reminded me when that happened to aurora mm. and it freaked me out because it was not only she had a bump coming out of her forehead and the back of her head at the same time. And it was a, a TV that actually fell on her. Jeez. So I didn't even, yeah, it was pretty bad, but she's fine. Um, but I picked the phone, dialed Laura's number, and I just said, I'm here right now. She said, I'll be right there. Like it wasn't. I don't. I mean, I didn't even have to explain a thing. She That's knew, all that matters. I'll, I'll be. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no sales pitch. There's no sales pitch. It's just the way it is. And uh, so that's yeah. that's that's one. Thank you so much for calling. And we have to do a big big family call in night one night. And I want to talk to people from the biggest families that we have in the uh, in the audience. Thank you so much for this. Yeah. Yep, you're welcome. All right, take care. Let's go. Ooh. Ride or die. Two one six. You're on the air. Go ahead. I got kind of a super messed up story, but some of the people that used to do drugs, they used to do drugs. It's a long time ago, 20 years ago. I got a friend that once we started either doing cocaine, smoking it, snorting it, he was ride or die. We would go until the end, like until the end. No matter what happens, he would be down. 
But it, but is he, down, is he is he is was he only down under the influence though? Well, no, 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 he wasn't. But if we were on that, it was like a mission set. We oh. were going to get high, and there was nothing that could stop us. Nothing okay. that there was no hurdle. There was no distance. There was nothing. It was go time, and he would he would rather die. Yeah, he, I'll uh, be listening to this because he might rem- <laughs> he might remember these days. Now, now let me ask you this because. The way you're talking right now, it, it sounds like the mission was to get high. So let's let's let's. Yes. Okay. So yes. I was going to say, was there ever a time where you, you know you, you you're under the influence, but then you go off and you're doing something bigger than the drugs, or was it just yeah. about uh, you know in, in that yeah. state? What? There was one point where he had left, and he was. It was two or three days later, and I was still going crazy. I had ran over a dope dealer's car with my truck, and he helped me hide my truck in his backyard, hid me from the police who were looking for me because I had a hit and run on two vehicles. (laughs) 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 This was a a long time ago. This was I've been sober for 25 years. This was a long time ago, so I know he's down to ride or die. I want to say his last name in case he's listening, but this is Damien, John B., if you're out there. You know what I'm talking about. So, let me. Well, so no, uh, real quick, real quick, as I know that this was a li- uh, two lifetimes ago. But what, whatever yeah. happened with the whatever happened with the hit and run? How did that like you, you get all that behind I, you? I actually had the cops call my cell phone. I had ran over the dope dealer's car. <laughs> I had a semi truck on the way out. <laughs> so then you did you? What, had, it was a. I lied to the cops. I was I had a clean record other than this stupid thing right here. So I got away with the lie and it, it rolled out. I had to pay some fines for hit and run and all that kind of stuff, but I got away with it. And after that I sobered up, ended up getting married. I got two kids. I've been straight ever since, but it was pretty fucking crazy. That's that is <laughs> all right. Well I listen, the, the, the happy story is that you got to live to tell about it and everything is behind you now and that's wonderful. Thank you so much for that, my man. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. Bye. And you know the best thing that he can do Ooh. is that he can just tell his friend, Hey, listen, uh, listen to the show at this time. I'm talking about you. Unless they both watch the show, which is possible. 814, you're on the air. you got to ride or die. Tell us about the fellowships and tell us about the brotherhoods of life. Hey, Frank, it's Deacon. Oh, Deacon, welcome back to the show. Hey, I do got to ride or die for you. Everybody, this is Deacon from Saturday Night with John Ward and the Mezzanine. It's so great to have you on, man, and I had a great time on the, on the weekend. Oh, so did I. So did I. Absolute blast. We talked about it the whole way home, man. Thank you so much. You, you guys got are great. It. Oh, well, go ahead. I want, I want to hear your story. All right. Well, I met this guy about 10 years ago when my late wife, uh, her sister, married a guy. And we started hanging out. And when Ken and I get together, it is an absolute... It's brotherhood, and when I say brotherhood in the most sense it can be, that's what it is between us. We have laughed together, we've cried together, and I know that, I guess you could say our little quest was that he stayed by my side as I had to to go through my wife dying. And he he was my rock at that point in time. And I'm sorry to lose it here a little bit, but anyhow, 
to this day, he knows I have his back, and I know that he's got my back. And where I come from, there's a saying. He's the only guy right now I have that I can trust with my money, my life, and my wife. And where I come from, that's saying a lot, man. And I mean a lot. That's a that, that's one. I'm happy you got through, and happy you shared that. That's a wonderful uh, that's a wonderful testament right there. Thanks, man. Thanks. But yeah, Ken is. He was a former Army Ranger. He suffers from uh, PSTD, and when we go to hunting camp, it's him and I, just him and I. And we sit there and we talk about things. And what we talk about, there's one rule between us. What we say at camp stays at camp. And Ken and I have had many long, deep, deep talks in the evening sitting down at camp around the fire. And he's just, he's a damn good man. And I just wanted, just wanted to get that out there, that, you know, there are people that has your back. And, and when they have your back, you got to make sure you got your back. And that's loyalty right there. Absolutely it is. And uh, thanks again for calling in. I hope it's the first of many times, my man. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. You guys enjoy and have a good show. I'll be watching. All right. There you go. There's the deacon. There's the deacon from the mezzanine on the John Ward channel. Had a really, really great time meeting him and um, his lady, and and uh, it, it was it's very nice. There's something to be said about that. Now, ladies, of course, we've already had a couple um, call in and talk about their uh their go-tos sometimes it's their sister sometimes it's a uh a, a a boyfriend it doesn't um it doesn't matter there's something about those friendships and many of the people in this this uh, audience who are married consider their wife or husband a best friend as well as a uh you know confidant romantic partner life soulmate um, but there is just something about, especially for guys, cause I can just speak from that perspective. There's, you, you gotta get together with the guys. You have to, you have to get together with the guys, ladies. I'm sure I, it, I'm, I have to imagine some of that is true. I can't speak from it, but is, is it the same way with, I got to get together with the girls. I haven't seen them in a while. It doesn't have to be you know, sex specific, I guess, but there's something about that, especially for guys. It's every once in a while, you just need it. You just need it. And, um, that's a, that's a, that's one hell of a feeling knowing that you have, you've got uh, someone to rely on or a group of people to rely on. You have a, a, a core, a core of friends that is just, you are, that's worth millions and billions of dollars, especially today, because there's something I got to talk about in the second half of the show. There was an article that I saw from studyfinds.com.org, and the headline was as follows. Is everybody angry? Toxic outrage culture consuming society like never before. Now, we had talked about burnout not too long ago and all that stuff, but outrage culture, it's a pervasive in the digital age. It refers to our collective tendency to react often with intense negativity to develop developments around us. My Lenten sacrifice was all about trying to curb this shit. I can't tell you how many things I have seen. I'm just like, nope, I'm clicking away. It doesn't make the problem go away. But then again, I knew the problem was there already. And... 
giving a half hour of my life to it because it's not just a tweet. It's finding the right thing to say, and then it's just, it didn't feel any better getting it out there, and then you're getting notifications from people who agree or disagree. It just takes a lot out of you. It is a vampiric exchange. It led me to a couple other things um, that I want to discuss in the second half about about the real ring of power. You know, since Lord of the Rings is kind of the underlying theme or the vessel through which I'm delivering this uh, this theme tonight, and that is social media. It's our. I think it is. I think it is the real ring of power. That's because there's a chase going on. There's a there's a chase. Everybody's chasing a high. It's at the center of it. Obviously, it can't just be about the the technology. It's about some kind of a a behavioral addiction beyond it all. But I want to talk to you about that in the second half. How to destroy the ring of power? Because there is is there. I know that there's many rings, but there's 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 at least one that needs to be contended with right off the bat. Eight six zero. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Who's this? Sam. Who's this? Sam from Hartford. Oh, what's going on, Sam? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Well, I got a crazy story. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Yep. I quit my job in the 90s. I pulled my new job. I says, I need three weeks and I'll start. They said, all right. I put two grand in my pocket. I drove... The Grand Canyon on 40. Went down to Route 10, Interstate 10, and I came back that way. I'm in Andalusia, Alabama. I got off the highway for a while. Come to a light, give it the gas, car dies. I says, oh, felt like the time to change. Distributor stopped spinning, whatever. Car pulls up behind me. I'm from Connecticut. I don't know anybody in Alabama. Car pulls up behind me. They said, we've seen your Connecticut place. Do you need help? I said, Mama, like, the lady says, would you like a highball? And I'm like, geez, my grandparents make highballs. I said, where you from? I said, well, I'm from Newington, Connecticut. I says, really? My grandparents are from Newington, Connecticut. And I says, Bill and Ann. And they go, Santi? My dead grandparents' best friends found me on the side of the road in Alabama, broken down. My mother says, your grandparents are looking out for you. I couldn't believe it. And I have to imagine, I have to imagine they they rendered much-needed aid. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm like my dead grandparents' best friend. How does this happen, you know? that You know, that adds such another, that's, that is such a mystical new layer to this story because it is uh it's a it's a ride or die situation from beyond this life you know obviously there's the 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 mathematical probability of you running into anybody just from connecticut out there but for it to be your grandparents best friends in a time of of need uh that is that, that that is truly incredible it is I, I have weird things like that happening all the time, you know. It's just, it's just strange. But I would share that with you. I'm glad that you did, and, Sam. And and by the way, my grandfather had eight brothers. 
they had their own baseball team in Hartford, the Gensanti brothers. That they were all, you know, how old was the youngest and how old was the oldest? You know how long they were all separated because obviously Ooh, that's my mother's father. So my grandfather, eh, they died in the nineties too. Um, I'm just saying because it's I don't one. Know. It's I mean, it's one. Probably playing ball in the forties. Uh, evidently, one of the brothers was a scout for the Dodgers. And um, he's got a little baseball team named a uh, little baseball field named after him in South Windsor, you know. Well, I the, well, the, the what I think about family, is I've got a couple cousins they played in the minors, you know. Gotcha. I'm just thinking about one eight, eight brothers, ball, eight brothers that are doing their thing. Ball. Gotcha. I, I'm I, I hear we're talking all over each other a little bit. It's okay, but I'm just thinking about and thank you for the call. Eight brothers that are Ooh. on the same team. You know, if one is 18, I mean, the youngest had to be about 10, 11, or could be really spaced out. How old was the oldest? How young was the youngest when they were all playing on the same team? But, yeah, that's amazing to be able to pump out your own baseball team right there in the house. That's great. I sure I wish I, 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 wish I, had, a, I, wish I had a couple more people to play catch with. I haven't had a really... I haven't had a real game of ca- uh, game of catch in years. Years. That was the best thing about coaching Little League for 16 years. The uh, the more advanced uh, players on the team, especially the ones that I was really, you know, um, teaching the pitch, teaching the catch, so that they you have to have the most amount of skill right there. I I was having catches all throughout the week. It felt great. Arm was nice and loose. Man, I would have to take it real easy right now. My elbow would probably crack like a knuckle. This, <laughs> it would, it would be big, a big crack, no doubt. All right, nine one four three six nine one two three six. While we're waiting for this first hour to end, listen to this. You want to talk about ride or die? This is not it. Here's a headline from the New York Post today: Hardcore singer. Accused of dosing bandmate with estrogen. So hardcore is a genre of music. Dosing estrogen, uh, bandmate with estrogen in an attempt to steal his fiance. What? That's not very brotherly. A small-time hardcore band has shot to viral fame over a bizarre gender-bending tale. One that involves a singer allegedly dosing his bandmate with estrogen in an effort to steal his fiance. The band, Lorona, shared the story on its Instagram page claiming that the vocalist, Diego, attempted to force a transition on his (laughs) opponent. Force a transition. Uh, Attempted to force a transition on his supposed pal by giving him pre-workout drinks laced with the female hormone. The vocalist's goal, according to the Post, was to make himself look more manly compared to his love rival so Diego could swoop in. The band's Post called it a stupid caveman mindset that makes zero sense. The vocalist confessed to the bizarre act during a drinking binge, then admitted it again via text message the band claimed. I'm just going to read the, uh, I'm going to read it right here. Take a listen to this. We have decided to part ways with our vocalist Diego due to the admission of a very disturbing and concerning behavior toward one of our band members and their partner. He has admitted to being obsessed with said partner 
and has been attempting to sabotage their relationship by cutting pre-workout, the pre-workout he frequently <laughs> gifts from his job with high amounts of estrogen in them. He has been attempting to force a transition onto him for the last five months in hopes that it would give him an opportunity to swoop in once he looks stronger and more manly in comparison. It's not the worst idea. <laughs> it's not the worst idea. I mean, the U.S. government thought about it. What do you think the whole gay frogs atrazine thing, the gay bomb was all about? They're wondering how do they make, uh, how do they make the Cubans more effeminate? How do we, how do we beat people uh, it, it, you know, without having to go to war with them by just sapping the manliness out of a country? I mean, if the United States government was considering doing shit like this, it's not so crazy for Diego to do it to his bassist. It was probably a bassist. Probably a bassist. No doubt about it, actually. Let's see. Uh, he's been attempting to force a transition onto him for the past five months in hopes that it would give him blah, blah, blah. Stupid caveman mindset that makes zero sense. This tampering has caused confusion and thousands of dollars in medical bills in the past months trying to figure out what was wrong. We would not have known about this unless Diego had gotten way too intoxicated and ousted him, ousted himself or outed himself, they should have said, and then stated the, an admission to all, all of us via text. There are many more disgusting details that have been left out of this for sake of privacy and general censorship. Well, I want to know them. As for Diego's response, it cannot be further from the truth on the supplement side of things. The only sealed products he would provide were proteins, but the other products were always unsealed because they were tossed at his job if they wouldn't sell it, hence why it was free. He must have worked at like a, a GNC or a vitamin shop or something, which is also, which is also typical of uh, bands. Let's see here, um, especially if it's hardcore, hardcore bands, because they're just, you know, everybody has to be, has to be working out. They have to be the, the burliest they can be. I'm going to be seeing an endocrinologist over the next few months to track my hormonal fluctuations to see if my estrogen levels are extremely heightened and go back to normal over time. Oh, wait, wait, is it him? I've had physical changes from the hormones besides stomach ulcers, weight loss, and muscle fatigue that I will not get into, as well as notable mental changes. Oh, he's, he's, he's definitely got the tits. He's definitely got the, uh, the puffy nipples. What do they call it? Gyno? Gyno? I, I forget what it's called. He's probably, oh, why are my nipple, nipples so puffy? I'll also be getting the last batch of pre-workout he gave me tested for estrogen. I have about two, two to three cups of it left. Uh, he will not pass off what he admitted to as a joke or confusion, even in his state of drunkenness. What he did is disgusting and has had an immense negative effect on my life. So it's, it's him. Yeah. Because over here on the top, it says, we decided to part ways with our vocalist, Diego, due to an admission of very disturbing, concerning behavior toward one of our band members. And then the second one is, uh, this is all in notes over here. I'm going to have to listen to Lorona. Hold on. I'm going to have to find this over the break. That's not a ride or die. That's not a ride or die. Anybody who's going to try to 
pump you up full of estrogen so they can steal your woman. That's uh, that's weird. That's very strange. Hopefully that that can be reversed. You never know. All right, it's seven fifty-eight, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we're taking some more of your calls. The stories of friendship, the people who you know would be there no matter what when you had to go. I'm not talking about just, hey, you want to get together for a cigar? I'm talking about you've got to take the ring into Mordor. You've got to take the ring to Mount Doom. Who's going? Because we may not come back. That's what I'm talking about. More of that in the second half. Please join us on quitefrankly.tv on pilled.net. There's plenty of new things on pilled.net. I got to get out a, a little bit of an update there. But uh, please, those links have been put in the description of this episode. No matter where you're watching it, I've tweeted it all out as well. And, uh, you know, for ease, and you can just go to, right over to quitefrankly.tv right now, and we will see you for the rest of the show. Remember, tomorrow night, no show, because we're going to be ripping apart that room over there as uh, the upgrades continue to sweep through the entire facility, and uh, we will back, be back on Wednesday. But we still have another hour to do, and I really hope that you are in tow, so don't go anywhere. The rest of the show is available exclusively at pilled.net. Follow the link in the description of the episode, get signed up, it's that easy. Or head on over to quitefrankly.tv, just press play. No paywalls, no censorship, no strings attached. So head on over, quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole and pilled.net. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, intermission. Frankly. Quite 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 frankly. How dare you? 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the second half of the Monday Night Show. February 26, 2024. And um, we're continuing on with our discussion about fellowships and brotherhood. And being able to uh, rely on somebody for something that is bigger than you both. Like I said before, Leo Zagami said that uh, when a member of a powerful dynasty dies, nothing really changes because there's always an apparent heir, an heir apparent. So, strange week already with everything, uh, with this one and that one. Didn't even know he was sick, that, uh, that Rothschild guy. 87 seems pretty young for someone who has as much resources as they do, but as we know, just as they, you think that they would all be in their hundreds. Like Kissinger. With all of their hair, like Kissinger. Then again, Jacob Rothschild could be in a mountain retreat somewhere right now where he will stay for the next 350 years. So, I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, I want to wish a happy birthday to a good friend of the show, Jules. Uh, Jules from Maryland. And Jules... She said, Frank, I heard you may be having uh, no show on Tuesday. You're right. But it's her birthday tomorrow night. So I'm doing this a little bit early. She's 63 and just looks fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you so much for being out there, Jules. You are the best. You are an OG and very much appreciated. All right. Um, I have some other great things to show you later on in the in the evening to, to, to kick this one off or actually to seal this one up. But um, in the meantime, let us go and check on all of the super chats and then I want your calls. Send them in more. I want the calls coming in. 914-369-1236. Who would you take into oblivion? Jay Britt says, what's up? On Rumble, 925YLG says, Charles Reagan from Princeton, Illinois. Great grandpa of mine. I'll let you guess who he was related to. Oh, I don't know. It could be anybody. But thank you for that. Um, over on the pills, gold. I'm trying to see here the uh, the gold pills. Make sure that comes in one second. Pop those out. I see some more calls coming in. Uh, keep hitting redial. Do not go anywhere. Awake, not woke. Thank you so much for the shades. Alan Wrench. Hello. Boys Blanc, hello. Sean Joe, Witchy Poo says, Cookie Fight. Oh, no, here it goes. Paulie9363 says, I wear a felt fedora, but it's red, like artists formerly known as Prince. Well, everybody will see Paulie coming a mile away then next time he's coming. Thank you again, Witchy Poo. Uh, Sal says, thanks for putting the Sunday night menu on Telegram. Watched Antarctica Disclosure again. Good stuff. Uh, for Sunday nights, whenever I curate Sunday nights, and that's every Sunday, I always, I used to put out a separate playbill, okay? And it was a lot of work. It pissed me off. But I wanted to be thorough, and I wanted this to be awesome so that when people are watching something and they're like, wait, what is this again? Because I can't put titles up on the bottom without producing it and, um, you know, putting it into all the videos and then actually rendering the videos again. I just started working with the descriptions. So 
on Sunday night or any night that we have extended programming on quitefrankly.tv, just know that the playbill is right in the description. And then I also go and I take that, I put it on Telegram, I put it on the Gilded Announcements channel, so everybody knows when things start, because Frank's Picks usually starts at 9 o'clock, but uh, the last couple of Sundays I've been putting about an hour or so of music uh, leading up to 9 o'clock. This last, uh, last night I had a 4K quality walk in the snow in Manhattan. It, I, I love videos like that where you can go on the internet and look for somebody that's walking through a city street. It can be in it's raining. It could be that it's snowing. It could just be a summer night, whatever the hell it is. But people just strap a camera to them. They don't say a word, and they'll walk around for an hour, and you'll just take in the ambiance of a city or a certain neighborhood, and it's, it's, it's just tremendous. I love it. I love it. And for all that's been done to New York City, New York City is gorgeous, or at least has the uh, the capability, has the potential to be to be gorgeous. It had been gorgeous once before. It could be again, maybe in another couple hundred years. You just never know. All right, let's see. Porpoiseful, thank you, Witchy Poo. Thank you, jo- Jay Jewel said. David also drove from California. Oregon when my dad was dying stayed until my dad passed that David is a great friend thank you Vader uh, born deplorable just bought a 12 months bronze tier subscription you know what that means that for the next year born deplorable is going to be able to get into all the Sunday streams because I send all those links to the um, the subs only uh, inbox on Foxhole, which is pill.net. Also, Born Deploy- uh, D- Deplorable is now able to hang out for all of the book clubs. So he better go and buy the robe because we're watching the robe. We're playing. We're reading the robe in March all throughout April. Then we're reading Dandelion Wine by Ray Bradbury in June. You got to do it. Never ending story in August. Don't slack. Great to have you on Born Deplorable. Thank you, Stostube. Just Jesse. Stostube with a long sleeve of cookies. And then Castle Drummer jumps in at the end. Thank you, guys and gals, so much. 914-369-1236. I want to know about your Samwise Ganji. I want to know about you and the ring. Who are you taking on that trek? And have you been on that trek before? I want to know about it. 914-369-1236. And then, of course, the all-purpose line, 914-200-0269. That's right. Give us a little something. Let us know what you're thinking tonight and how life is. So, um, in the meantime, I did not, I was not able to find that band. Let me see here. Lorona. Vengeful ghost. Oh, wait, wait. That's what a Lorona is. It's a vengeful ghost in Mexican folklore who is said to roam near bodies of water, mourning her children whom she drowned in a jealous rage after she discovered her husband was cheating on her. Ah, no wonder Diego did that. 
No wonder Diego tried to estrogen up his bassist. 216, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, Frank. Hey, who's this? Can't, this is misbehaving. Can no. you hear me now? Hey, good to hear you. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, you're talking about uh, guys that I'd go to the wall with. And uh, when I was younger, I ran with a crew of people, and, uh, you know, we were we were slinging dope and, but you know, doing hot rods, doing all kind of different kind of crazy stuff. But any one of us ever uh, ended up in the hooskow in the morning, you know, there was always somebody to call. And uh, all those guys are gone now, but, you know, I think about that. You know, now I had... I had multiple people that uh, I could just uh, I could call. There was never a problem. And that's that. That's that. Well, you, and you're speaking from a, a lifetime worth of of knowing knowing who those people are. You've been to that those places before, and well, uh, well, well, you know, I'm I still my my best friends to this day are people that I grew up with. We we've never separated, you know. Outside of a few of us went to the service and shit, but no, we always had somebody. It's not that way anymore. You but, know, uh, uh, in the past it wasn't unusual. No, you get yourself in a jam. You, for me, I just called my ma Hazel. Yeah, okay, Hazel was always there. We had family. I think that that brings up a really um, a, a point that I've been I've been looking to to work into the show, and it was a few <laughs> a few thoughts from some of the message boards over the years that we we always collect these screenshots to to make sure that we have the things to work on. And thank you so much, Irishman. It's good to have you on again. Well, you know, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of I I feel bad for the young folks, but uh. Oh, you know, you got to make a relationship. You know, got to do that. Well, it's one of those things where I and I and I and I thank you again. Where there is, I wouldn't say because people are young, they don't have the same kind of relationships as people from back when, um, or even just one or two generations ago. From what I see a lot, and from what I hear from the people in this audience, is that no matter how old they are, everybody's having a hard time keeping it together. Because and and because what we were saying on Saturday night with John Ward here, with Deacon here, and and Anthony and Matt in studio, it's not so much about. I I I try to stay away from blaming any generation for for anything. I mean, there are certain characteristics that have become very um, typical for certain generations, but that's not because they you know they were born uh you know a a a, a zoomer was born uh, a different species from what a boomer is. You know, it's we're, we're all the same. It's just that as time goes on, the culture you're born into draws out different things from each generation. And you can actually see that there is a, a stepping stone kind of a, a stepping stone kind of a quality of of progression toward any state of being, whether it be good or bad, helpful, hurtful, 
kind of inert, just kind of dead in the water, which is where I think our culture is right now, just kind of dead in the water and waiting for revival. But there, but as we talked about on Saturday, again, there's something bubbling there. The people are doing things. And it's going to take a little while to get noticed. Hell, I mean, we're at the end of a well over a century-long stretch of big entertainment industry dominance over every over culture, over storytelling, uh, being gatekeepers for any any number of plots against mankind, whether they consider it plots or not. That's just what it is. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I try not to blame generations because we can see the progression from one spot to the other. I mean, even the greatest generation, my grandparents' generation, for for as solid as they were morally, as solid as they were with, you know, community and work ethic and all that stuff, the generation before the baby boomers, uh, they voted in a socialist four times. FDR four times, you know, uh, and, and, and basically because it was like one hand washes the other there's trust there's loyalty there but i mean no how many people were really considering what the hell was, was going on you know everybody has to own own shit every generation owns shit and then there are people inside each generation that don't uh that don't really have anything to to do with the mindset that is is uh the dominant mindset so i try not to to pin that on people because ultimately, ultimately, um, we're all motivated by the same thing and we're all being taken down by the same thing. And the only thing that really separates us, older generations from now, these newer generations that are coming up, the Z and then the Alpha, I, whatever's coming on after that. I, I think that's what Aurora is, right? She's not considered Zoomer, is she? I don't know. But the only thing that separates us from them is perspective. That's what I was saying on Saturday night with, with John, is that perspective goes a long way. Uh, but that's just something that we have. And other than that, we're all using the same phones. We get caught into the same feedback loops. We are not immune to echo chamber uh, nonsense. We can be easily offended. It's all the same thing, and we're 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 finding uh, more more so than not. There's a strain on our relationships, and that's that's why I think a lot of people are just kind of taking uh, taking inventory of what they have in their lives right now. And when I watch something like Lord of the Rings with Aurora, and I take that as an opportunity to teach a very very young child about some basic important messages about friendship. And how important that is in just surviving and thriving in life. I mean, what do we always hear about? What do we hear about more so than ever during 20 to 20, 2020? When you had all of these, these nursing homes, these hospitals where people were going in, never coming out, uh, especially the elderly that were just no longer seeing people anymore. And they just died. They died. Many of them weren't even sick. And what were the nurses and doctors reporting it as? They're calling it failure to thrive. You know, think about that. Think about just giving up. It's one thing to be like, oh, man, FML, and just be like, you know, this day sucks. 
But imagine being in a spot where you just, you literally, you actually give up on life. Failure to thrive. There's it's like an idiopathic pathway to death. And that was a, and that was a big thing. You start seeing that social fracturing where all the things that keep you alive shows you just how much those bonds keep you going, keeps people going. So I wanted to take inventory of that with tonight. Um, every once in a while, I think we should. So I said that, is everyone angry? This is what studyfinds.org had set up. Outrage culture consuming society like never before. And I we just got word that a, a girl that we all knew from back in the day in, in childhood and throughout high school, she just died over the weekend. We heard about this drug overdose and really really horrible she was a she was a good friend when we were all friends I hadn't seen her in many years and I was talking to my buddy about this I said I you know I wonder where all of her friends were you know what happens I understand you know that I don't accept that listen man everybody gets older you, you get married you get you have kids uh, and that's like, okay what does that mean you get married have kids you move 750 miles away. I can understand if it's a little bit harder to see somebody who moves out of state. But this whole thing of, you know, you're on the other side of the universe. If you're in the same fucking two square mile town because you have a girlfriend or you have a, uh, you know, a, a wife and some children, you know, what's wrong with keeping the family together? I guess that's just outlook. I see friendships as families. And... Um, but anyway, I, so I always ask that, like, you know, what what happens? Does, does anybody check in on any, on anybody anymore? Especially with the drugs and the depression, I feel like so many people are so detached and depressed and strung out on something. And um, and uh, and my buddy said that he he said that he came back around to social media, and I sent a little bit of the text that he sent me. I have it over here. He says I really do think that social media enabled this. It's become such a cancer. Everyone's posts about everyone posts about feelings, about their trips, about events, about kids, about animals, etc. It's broadcast for all to see, whether it's truth or all for show, even if you don't actually speak to people, everyone has this faux knowledge about everything and everyone. There's no actual human contact anymore. There's no emotion to it. Even ordering food. It's just Uber Eats and Grubhub. No one calls anyone anymore. I said, I I had got nothing to add to that, man. I've got nothing to add to that. I spent a good I'd spend a good amount of my time out of the week just thumbing through the phone whenever I have a couple minutes to to breathe to who haven't I spoken to in a while, how you doing? I try to, you know, scratch beyond the surface. People hate me for sending voice notes. I'm not gonna you know, not a superman saying, Hey, listen, you know what? I, I take time. I pick up the phone and I call people. I don't do that. I don't do that. I'll call Lauren. I'll call my mother. I'll call Anthony if I absolutely have to. You know, but I'm texting as much as everybody else does. But what I do do is I send a lot of voice notes to people. And even that is too much intimacy. <laughs> even that is too much intimacy for most people. Like, especially my buddy that I was talking to in this other text over here. Whenever I send him a voice note, just, you know, some thoughts or asking a question or whatever the hell it is, how you doing, here's what's going on over here, I send a lot of voice notes to people because I think it's, hey, you listen to it on your own, uh, on your own time. You're going to be reading the text on your own time anyway. 
So why not at least hear each other's voices? So I use a lot of voice notes. And uh, I get, oh, you and these fucking voice notes. LOL. So well, we'll send one back. What the hell's wrong with you? It's faster than typing. So everybody, everybody complains. Any, anyway, that's what I wanted to bring up because there was a, a 2020, the December 23rd, 2020 post from 4chan that we put up on the Quite Frankly Telegram, which has been hopping ever since we got the, the comment section reinstated. Here's the post that we put up last night. I think uh, John Carroll put it up. Anon says the world was a better place before the internet. To be honest, that is the uh, that's the green text that he's responding to. Uh, born in 1982, here always got on well with my elders. This is the ultimate red pill. The cell towers must fall, and the sea cables cut if you want society to become polite and real again. The internet has warped humanity. As much as I really love all the skills I picked up on the internet, I can now forge. I can build circuits and become a bushcraft expert or became a bushcraft expert. As much as I appreciate what it can be used for and what it has done for me, after witnessing what it has done to all of you Anons and society around you, I feel it's dawning or it's drawing to the time someone needs to take action and bring the whole thing down. And when I read that this morning, I said, the internet is the ring of doom, is the ring of power. Is the internet the ring of power that needs to be brought to the fires of Mount Doom and cast into the lava? You know, is that really is that really it? It it has to be a gigantic piece of it. It definitely does. Even going back to the text messages with my friend about, you know, you know when I, whenever I asked you what what's going on? Do you th- you think she has any friends? Do you think that there's anybody to check in on anybody? How how did how is any how are so many people slipping through the cracks right now? So many people, people who when you're growing up they used to be just popular, small towns that you thought that would never dissipate, but small towns are just being torn apart. People are dying off. They're all moving away. They're being displaced by illegal aliens. It's uh. It's just, and then people are becoming more and more reclusive. So that's, you know, the antithesis of friendship, of brotherhood, of fellowship, of community. It's the antithesis of it. That's where we're at right now. And um, and I wanted to bring it to you all. All right. So um, you give me a call, 914 one two three six and there is uh that can just be thoughts about anything at this point but especially the ride or die hotline now i'm also going to be going on a quick break because i think that uh, this would be a good place for a breather and i hope that you are here when i get back because i need those calls don't go anywhere yeah yeah yes 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 yo yeah yeah keep going nobody come in here Welcome to your Perpetual Health Minute brought to you by Quite Frankly. Movement is medicine. In recent years, the chemical imbalance theory of depression has been called into question, and a brand new systematic review published in the British Medical Journal February of 2024 explored an interesting topic. They pitted movement 
against SSRI therapy. In over 14,000 patients clinically diagnosed with depression, they found that all modalities of movement outperformed SSRI therapy. Things like running, jogging, dancing, strength training, and the benefit of the exercise was in proportion to the intensity prescribed. So the more intense, the more the benefit. Now, this doesn't mean that dancing alone is going to cure depression, but in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle, time in nature, sleep, stress management, adequate nutrition, these things may just be the key that picks the lock for many people. If you like this video, please follow the new Perpetual Health Rumble channel. You can also find us at perpetualhealth.substack.com. But for now, thank you so much for watching. Back to the show. By the way, I found a little bit more about this 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 band that had the estrogen plot. It was the bassist. I told you it was the ba I told you it was the bassist. Look, I went to Daily Mail. So I have to find a link to this band. The supposed the supposed motive was to force a transition on his friend so he would look better in comparison. The member who saw his pre-workout beverages. Poisoned was identified as bassist. His name is Six with two X's. His social media suggests he is engaged to a woman named Caroline, whom he met in April. The band aired the strange claims to followers this past weekend. That's it. That was the girl that he was that the that Diego was willing to turn his bassist into a girl over. Oh man, listen. It's it's so it's so typical. The methodology is not typical, but it's just so typical. I can't tell you. I can't. I, I, I bet you any money she's the band photographer, too. Oh, come on. Please let me know. Please tell me. Tell me what Caroline does. Where is she? Uh... 
I gotta know. Oh. I've had physical change. Oh, damn, yeah. If that's him, then he does look kind of sickly. Here, hold on. Look at this one. Look, there he is in the background. He definitely looks like somebody who's been taking estrogen. But she's stuck with him for now. She's stuck with him. Uh, good for her. Anyway, we'll see. I bet you any money she's the band photographer. Okay, let's go. Let's take some calls. First one up is 417. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling tonight? Hello. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Zach in Missouri. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm all right. I'm okay. So as far as the theme tonight goes, what has been uh, ringing a bell with you? Well, I, you know, you, you just touched uh, the point about, you know, yeah, modern day internet and whatever. I've got three kids and, man, I'm just, I'm saying that's the worst thing that could have ever happened to those guys. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I grew up, I grew up with a different, you know, a different, uh, you know, we, we, we just hung out outside and, you know, and when I got my first car, I, I fixed my own car and I did stuff like that. Nowadays, it's like, I don't, I don't think anybody can do anything anymore. But, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, you brought back another core memory of mine and that is that, uh, we were, we weren't the type to really, I mean, we had bikes, but we, we, we rode our skateboards everywhere. We weren't really the type that we tried doing tricks and I learned how to, you know, pop, shove it, kick flip with moderate success, little things like that. But it was really about just getting places and cause we were yeah. always, always out, always on the move. We were skating from one side of town to the other. And then when we started getting cars, it was just cars and, 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 and then it was, that was it. The chat room for us for a long time, even while we still had, you know, you can see that the, the dependency really wasn't there just yet because into the two thousands, we were still every night of the week, especially during the summertime, we were out in the cars meeting up. We all, everybody had their own fixed spots, different parking lots, Dunkin' Donuts, this and that. You just know, you knew where to find people in physical locations. And that was awesome because at the same time, we still, we could text, we had phones, we had the internet, but something, there was, there was something that had stayed in balance still for a while. And then suddenly, and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a small town type deal, um, really in the country. And it was, it was, uh, yeah, you got together and I mean, you know, we, I, I'm not going to say I didn't go do some nefarious things when I was younger, you know, like stuff, you know, probably shouldn't, shouldn't have been doing, but I, I feel like that, you know, karma, <laughs> karma, what goes around comes around, I guess. Absolutely. But, um, so, so but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, it, it's just a crazy world that we're living in compared to just a few years ago, you know, and it wasn't, it really wasn't that long ago when, um, like we, we just went outside, you know, you rode your bike to your friend's house, you know, or you just, you called them on the corded phone and, you know, or, or there was an ice storm and, you know, there was, there was just no way to get a hold of anybody or whatever. But, uh, but, um, I just wanted to say, uh, also back on the first thing was my, the person I would call, um, 
is my friend John Horton, and uh, he he will be there. He he's been my buddy forever. Like we have just been friends. We used to go to this like uh, you know it was like a teenage dance club, it was a country western dance club, and um, I met him there. And there it it was just the, the story of that night is just insane, and I I can make it really quick here. Um, go ahead. So, so I was, uh, so I met this dance club and it's this country Western dance club for like under 21. And, you know, it, there was a bunch of people, there was all kinds of people there. It was just like, it was, you know, cowboys and then there was black guys and there was, you know, it was, it was kind of, but everybody got along. Well, there was this one point where I saw this girl from school that was a friend of mine. I hadn't talked to her in a long time. And I guess she was dating one of these black guys. And so, but I, I was just like, Hey, you know, I was talking to her out on the dance floor and I, I just went, I started talking to her and all of a sudden, I guess she was dating one of these guys and he just comes up and he just pokes me in the eye he, with two fingers. He takes two fingers and he just like, kind of like punch me, but he just poked. He like, just like, poked the, me like the three the stooges. Yeah. Well, it was, it was kind of weird. It, it he just he poked me in the eye, dude, with two fingers. It was just, and and I was just like, well, I mean, right then the music stopped, and I was like, I mean, I'm not I'm not a racist guy or anything, but you know, I was like, <laughs> right when the music stopped, I was like, eh, fuck you, you know, and you know, said the n word, and dude, all hell broke loose. I mean, it was a dog pile on, I mean, and I'm not, you know, I was young. I didn't. But right. They, they okay. So, like, so what, so what's, so what's happening? Did, did, did your friend jump into the rescue? It became a, you know, a scene from Ninja Turtles. Next, what? My friend, John, he is, uh, and there's a gazillion stories with John Horton. But well, well, just give me the biggest know, one. He's grabbing me. He's grabbing my clothes and he is just like, dude, you have got to get the heck out of here, man. You, you're going to die. If you if you don't get out of here, and he gets me like like it was a it was a pile on top of me like instantly like I was actually protected by like just the pile, and he drags me out and then you know it, it John gets well, me out of the, John to the rescue that's pretty much what it is he just John, got you out of there, and then just recently I got I was uh, right so I was one I called in a couple weeks ago I told you I was a January sixer. So the FBI was looking for me and, you know, I called John and he was like, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, he's living out in this cabin out in the woods and dude, he, he doesn't care. He's just like, heck yeah, man, you get out here right now. He's like, I don't well, care. Then you, so, so then what you got right there, like I say, is, is a, is a, is a Sam wise, a nice, a nice Sam right there. That's going to be by your side whenever the hell you need it. And that's, um, and that's, that's exactly what we need. I will, I, uh. But the but yeah. so in the next in the next the next iteration of this is, and thank you so much for the call, is that um, when we get out to beyond there, when you get out beyond the those moments in life where you you have you, you really need you really need backup, it's uh, I'm thinking about the the some even bigger tales too that need to be told, 
and I had a couple people in mind that I wanted to bring on tonight, but I just couldn't get in touch with them. But that, 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 the John Horton stories from over there in, in the Midwest, they, that, that reminds me a little bit of it. Just being outmatched, outgunned, and all of a sudden you just need a, uh, an extraction team. But um, good call. Thank you for that. All right, let's see. Um, let's see. We got one more, uh, one more thing over here. I think we might be cutting out a little bit early tonight. Uh, 914-369-1236. I want to take one more call. I feel like this is a, this was something that I wanted to, I really wanted to hammer down before we get to a nice little positive ending. And, uh, and, and I think it's going to be a nice one too. So here it is. I'm going to throw it all out there. 839 because I have some stuff to do over here and a whole day ahead. Oh, wait, Lauren just got in touch with me. Said, speaking of someone who still has three friends from birth and kindergarten, it's rare, but our generation does have long-lasting friendships. There's something about friendships that, um, then again, I, I guess I have to start getting younger people on here to talk about the, the relationships that they're building. That's what I really like to do. Get a young kid on. Actually, Nick Shirley, who was supposed to be on tonight, but he'll be on Thursday night. I got to talk to him about that. I only, I think he's, is he barely uh, able to drink? I don't know, but he's doing a lot of, uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of really good independent journalism, video journalism, interviewing people, just shining light on stuff. I would love to just compare and contrast because again, we're not built different. We're not built different. We have all the same components, all the same parts that any generation of Americans that came before us still have. What we do have are different, much different environments. The atmospheres in which we grow up, that's big. So some generations have different perspectives than others, but we all have the same components. We're all motivated by the same things. It's just really a it's just really a a, a a race. It's a race to see who the hell can get to who can get to the minds first, who can set the tone first for the rest of them. So that's what we have. But I want to do a little something right now, something happy before we go. I think it's all been it's been pretty good mix tonight. I mean, it's not all positive, but then again, we're asking the question of where where the hell we go from here. And I have a submission from a friend of the show jen and she wanted to put a little bit of you want to talk about the younger generation a little bit uh, a little bit of highlight on her daughter so here's what i have for you right now take a listen to this and this is how we're going to end a little bit early tonight frank here is a story about a frankly living a good life i just wanted to send you this picture my daughter is a wrestler She's also a frankly, mainly because I listened in the car, driving them around for the last few years. She started wrestling two years ago in eighth grade. She lost every match. I, do not, I could not understand why it was so fun to her. Well, last week, after working so hard for two years, she made history as the first girl to ever make state from her school. Yesterday, she became the first girl to win a match at state. She lost today and will wrestle for third in the state as a sophomore. And I believe she got it. This is the moment that she won. I'm going to put it up on screen. 
There she is. Let me get out of here so I don't ruin it. This is the moment that she won. Uh, she rolled up, turned her hands up, and praised God. I sent the picture, not just because she is a special girl or my baby of four, uh, but uh, because I believe it embodies everything good about hard work and dedication and competition. That moment, that moment you wish you could bottle and live again and again in life, this was the moment every hard thing was worth it. This was the moment that every hard thing was worth it. I wanted to share and say thank you for having a small part in helping us raise a stellar young lady. Uh, hope you enjoy the picture. Thank you for all the content you produce. It's truly a treasure in our lives. Jen Morton. That's her daughter. And uh, I, I, got, I, I, I responded back. I said, yeah, wow. I said, that is, that's huge. And I'm so grateful to have a job where those are the little moments that I get to fill in uh, a lot of those pockets during the day. No doubt about it. It's uh, it's great. And there's some perspective for you. We always talk about, hey, you know, what generation do you represent? Well, uh, if that's a represent representation for uh, for gen uh, for Generation Z, that's a really great representation. So it's all just about what the hell is going on at home and um, and how aware you are of the world. You know, I'm always thinking about what to what to equip, how to equip Aurora to go into the world that is going to try to devour her. Especially her, that light inside of her that bubbles so vibrantly that that's a world that's going to try to devour you. And there's going to be a lot of faulty friendships and you're going to have to do a lot of experimenting with the, you know, social situations to try to get your bearings and how to navigate a room. But it is, uh, they're, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine if they're taken care of, they're taken care of by people who, who get what's going on and aren't going to be uh, just as bad as the enemy. So um, that's it. I guess email me. I'd love to hear some stuff that you hear that, that you uh, thought about this. Um, and of course, if you have any great Lord of the Rings type adventures that you want to share, that you are able to drag a couple of people along for the ride and have the moral support to achieve victory in the face of defeat and perhaps even death. That's what I want to hear about. And thank you for all of your company. It's been wonderful. Let me make sure I get everything out of here. Stostube, uh, just join Jay Brits on quite frankly, superchat.com. Thank you to all of our wonderful gold pillars and everything else. And uh, all the best to the, the, the band members of, of uh, Lorana or whatever the hell it's called. Double check your pre-workout materials, your supplements. Make sure that there's no estrogen in there. And if your nipples are puffy for no reason, get to a doctor and have everybody in your life investigated. Okay, that's all I have for tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for the company. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Stostube and ending with Jay Brits, with a wonderful group of people over on the Gold Pill uh, channel over there on Pill.net. 
quite frankly TV, the foxhole. Thank you guys for being there. I'll see you tomorrow night. Have a, no, no, not tomorrow night. Wednesday night. Perhaps I'll go live from like Gilded or something like that tomorrow night. You never know. But thank you for everything. Talk to you soon. <laughs>